Hey, how y'all doing? Thank y'all for tuning in. This is Cover Four with the guys. I'm your host tonight, Terrence. I got my cousin Keith with me. How you feeling, Keith? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How you doing? Doing good, man. It's welcome to another episode. Yet again, Keith is going to start us off by providing us with some some inf valuable information on Black History Month. So what you got for us tonight, Keith? Today, I got a woman that is extremely important. Let me go back so I don't mess up her name. You know how bad I am with names. I don't wanna... <laughs> listen, if everybody listen to the pod, <laughs> I'm sure they know how bad you is with names. <laughs> All right. I got Miss Cynthia St. Marshall. She's 60, 61 years old. This is a person that is active today in the movement for black people and just people in general. She's the first black woman to be a CEO in the NBA. She's the CEO of the Dallas Mavericks with Mark Cuban, who actually does a lot of good things in taking action in society. Uh, she launched a mass take initiative after the killing of George Floyd in 2020. She's a former AT&T executive who for 20 years investigated sexual harassment and misconducts uh, in the workplace culture. And she's been, she helps clean up the workplace for the mass. She helped the NBA with the bubble, getting the information out to the public and getting that everything carried out throughout the players. She's making big strides and it's nice to see a woman in that area, like making an impact. The NBA, I think is doing a pretty good job other than other sports at, being more diverse, whether it's with additional racial backgrounds or different genders. You saw, uh, what's her name? Becky Hammond from the Spurs. Mm -hmm. She's landed a huge deal in the WNBA. So I feel like just being progressive like this, especially all the work that Miss Marshall has done, I think it's big, especially for black people, but it's big just for advancing as a society, as people in general, to be able to have this diversity, people that genuinely care, like she's, she was investigating all these misconducts within uh organization for so long, not the mass, but when she was part of AT&T. That's pretty dope, though. I give yeah, a big shout out. Dope. Yeah, respect, definitely. Uh, it's definitely some valuable information, you know, every time we provide y'all some, some pretty good info. So, you know, glad we're able to provide some, some further insight into some Black history. Um, however, you know, we need to continue progressing and you know outside of just listening to the guy speak on some black history we, we need to go ahead and get the ball rolling and learn a little bit more which which was yeah. i said it wrong it was it wasn't the misconduct of at t it was just the misconduct after a 20-year investigation real sexual harassment and misconduct issues in the mass organization oh okay yeah i mean i just had to clarify that respect respect so we're gonna get to tonight's uh, segment of the first and 10 started with a, a big shout out to the Rams for winning Super Bowl 56. So, man, it, it's, it's big. I mean, honestly, I felt like coming down to the Super Bowl, I felt like the Rams was going to pull it off. Um, I mean, the game was a lot more, it was very competitive. Like, I'm, I'm glad it was very competitive. And, you know, the refs were kind of tight with the flags all game. Towards the end, they started getting a little Loose with them. You know, I feel like that's been the story past couple of seasons in the playoffs have been the refs in, in turn deciding the outcome of the game. Um, what, what are your thoughts on the, on the Super Bowl, Keith? Uh, I thought it was really dope. I enjoyed it. Uh, me and Dan, we went out to B-Dubs, watched it. It was dope because it was like two like other three. There was like three black families like just next to us watching the game. The whole bar is full of people just watching the game. And uh I thought it could have got blown out early. Honestly, mm -hmm. I'm gonna be honest. If I did too, I'm not gonna lie. If that if that Odell injury doesn't happen, you can see they really didn't have no answer for this man. Like he had two receptions with 53 yards in a tub. Yeah, he, and he was, was taking over the game. He was starting to take. He over was the game. about to snap. I'm so like I'm sad he got injured. You know, I'm glad he got a ring. Though. I'm glad they were able to pull it off even with him being injured. But it was just crazy. I don't. I'm. I'm upset that the Bengals got away from the run because you know how I say I think Joe Mixon is top five running back. Remember when we did the running back thing? Yeah. And everybody was like, nah, you know, I don't know. I'm like, no, like he is a top five rusher in the league. Like mm -hmm. it's a fact. And I think he was, it was like 12 to 15 attempts with 70 something yards. And they just seemed like they stopped running to him. Like what, why? Like, I don't, maybe he was hurt. I don't know. Uh, that T Higgins touchdown, 
that's definitely a flag. Yeah, I it, think it was definitely a couple blown calls, but then when they decided to pull them out, it was like, okay, like this is really kind of deciding the outcome of the game. But you, I mean, I, I was talking to this about with a couple of people because a lot, I know a lot of people online and people are, like at school I talked to, they were bitching about the game because of calls at the end. But yeah. I played, and you played like at college. I've seen refs not call anything, get to that fourth quarter, bro. They didn't call, they're calling damn near everything. Like I don't see the whole game where they let you play. And then as soon as it hit the quarter, like, nah, like they're raining in on how. And I honestly, I'd rather rather something like that happen to be i'm not gonna lie because then you know that saints that past appearance that never got called imagine people are saying yeah. the cup it's not it wasn't a pi it was a hold that what if they didn't call that and it was it, he holds like you know what i'm saying like yeah. he does hold There's, the only thing that i think made the hold look weird is where matthew stafford threw the ball because matthew stafford puts it out in front of him a little bit more you can see that logan wilson is holding him a little bit yeah better. If he puts out in front of him, Jesse Bates probably intercepts it because Bates is on the other side. Mm-hmm. So you had that. I mean, yeah, they could have called illegal contact. They could have called uh, holding. I mean, you know, especially from the angle that the ref is looking at the play as well. And I mean, you know, he makes contact right there. at the top of the route. And then as he starts to move away from him, starting to wrap his arms around him and kind of hold him a little bit. So, I mean, you know, they can say it's a little controversial, but it was third down, it was third down too. So they would have had a whole nother down. Yeah, so I, I feel like it. I feel like the game went the way it should. Like I thought the Rams was going to win regardless of, you know, what was going on. Um, but I honestly wouldn't say that the that the refs blew this game for the Bengals because honestly, if we want to be honest, the Bengals had every opportunity to seal this game. They had every opportunity to win this game when. Yeah, when they, they came out the second half, smoking, right? Got the yeah. touchdown, then got the interception on the first play. And I'm like, oh, wow. And we all know the Bengals are a second-half team. So I'm like, man, didn't see this happening. Bengals are a second-half team, come out, score a touchdown, then they get a pick on the first play. I'm like, wow. I mean, this is Joe Burrow and, you know, Joe Mixon and the Bengals. This is their opportunity to, you know – put their foot on the gas, put their foot on their neck and, you know, take the game from them. And they didn't do that. So at the end of the day, it's on the Bengals. Honestly, they didn't, they put themselves in the position to be, you know, Matt Stafford driving the ball down late in the fourth quarter to with the go ahead touchdown Cooper cup. Like y'all shouldn't have been in that position. Like it shouldn't came down to that. If you want to don't try to blame it on the rest. Y'all had every opportunity to win that game so they, it's they insane settle for they didn't settle because they've been doing the whole playoffs when they get in range they yeah. kill the field goal which ain't bad pretty much automatic with McPherson. <laughs> it, it, it's just in some situations i guess you could say the rams definitely with the the uh the chiefs you never want to get into a situation it worked when they played them but i don't see a situation where the raiders play them or say like the bills or somebody and they're kicking mm-hmm. field goals and it just don't work because they're going down and scoring touchdowns but if you look at it, there were six penalties called the whole game, I think. It's four on the Bengals. The Bengals had two interceptions. Uh, the Rams got seven sacks. Bengals only got two. Time of possession was kind of the same, off by like a minute or so. Both teams punted six times. Stafford threw two interceptions. He didn't throw any. The big glaring thing, I think, is the rushing average. The Rams were 1.9 yards of attempt. The Bengals rushing for four yards. Attempt. Yeah. Like what? Like I don't get like unless Joe Mixon was injured or yeah, like I said, Joe Mixon was injured. He was 72 rushing yards to Cam Akers 21. Yeah, the Rams couldn't get nothing going on the ground. They couldn't get anything going. And yeah. an interesting fact as well is that Joey B was sacked 70 times this season, which is the third most in NFL history, including the postseason. So. And it's just insane to even think that this man is getting hit like that. And honestly, like, if you want to just be real about it, like, if this doesn't get corrected this offseason, he's the next Andrew Luck. Bro, he just got – he got hurt. He got nicked up at the end. Yeah. They were, I, they were, he ain't going to see the field too much. If he keeps taking this punishment, he's going to be like, Andrew Luck, like, listen, I can't keep doing this. Either I'm retired, you're going to fix the old line, or you got to ship me elsewhere because I can't do this. <laughs> 
Uh, I remember people were getting on Carson Palmer because uh, Carson Palmer, the old quarterback for the Bengals, mm-hmm. he had said if I, he was Joe Burrow and if he wins or just get into the Super Bowl, he would reconsider signing with them because of if they don't address the old line. I mean, you got – and I get what people were saying. People were like, eh, well, Carson Carson Palmer doesn't really like the Bengals because after everything happened, well, newsflash, I wouldn't like you either if my career went the way it went because of you. Right. But he does have a point, but then they also have a point. Like, that organization does listen to him because they did take Jamar Chase because he wanted to chase. Yeah. Let's be honest. I, that I, worked I, out. That was the perfect pick. Yeah. Even I though everybody, you know, second-guessed it or whatever, it, it was the right pick if we look I at the season. You. If it was up to them and they didn't ask Joey Joe Burrow, they probably would have took uh old boy on the lines right now. Sewell. Sewell. They would have put took Pene Sewell. So if you look at it, it's just it, it it was I would say the penalties they were four penalties for 31 yards. And like you said, the refs didn't call this is a low, small penalized game. The six penalties, yeah. That's that's not that big when you they let them play. Five. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can't put it on the refs when you know in the crucial moments, like. The third downs um, killed them. Third downs. They're three for 14 right there and one for three on fourth down. That, yeah, uh-huh. uh, you can't do that, especially when the Rams go for – on that fourth down, they convert with Cooper Cup with the jet sweep. Cooper makes the dude miss. Mm-hmm. I, even if he didn't make the dude miss, I still think he was getting it because he probably would have just stretched out. He yeah. made somebody miss. It was miss. tough. Uh, was a tough play. I think, you know, people are going to complain that the Rams got two first downs off of penalties, which they did. I just I don't you can't. But at the end of the day, it's like okay, Eli Apple was holding, and then you got you know Logan or whatever the linebacker. I mean, it's tough. I mean, the, the thing is too though, a lot of people like defenders will grab somebody when they run at them, right? Mm-hmm. That shit's only clean at under five yards, and if the ball's not coming at him, exactly. So you realize, I think he was like right at like either after five yards or, you know, you get the five yards where you can bump the whole way. Yeah, yeah. I think it was literally after five yards, Logan grabs him a little bit and then kind of wraps around him a little bit. And he's not I'm, – I'm not saying he's grabbed him, like, holding him drastically, but it does, I would say, affects Coop was going for the ball. Yeah, so. definitely. I mean, it it definitely affects it. Um, I feel like, like I said, like – the Bengals shouldn't have been putting themselves in that situation. Like they had every opportunity to capitalize and, you know, go up big and potentially, you know, win the game. And, you know, they just went to bed, honestly. Um, you should have just like, I'm trying to pull this up because Joey beat in no interceptions. He averaged eight yards. They should have kept with the running game. His QBR um, was extremely low. I don't remember, you know, how they do QBR. It's very strange. Yeah. But his QBR was strange. I mean, they took advantage of the T. Higgins, but granted, a lot of that yardage came from the fucking big play on Ramsey that wasn't called. That's true. Uh, you had that Tyler Boyd drop. That was a big drop. I think Ooh, it was third down. That was dropped a big it. drop. Yeah. And I big. promise you, the way Tyler Boyd plays, he would have caught it, got because he was right there. He would have stretched out or just ran, kept running. That was a big drop. I think having CJ Uzma not fully healthy impacted them. But there's no way I'm getting away from the run game, and we're ripping off Joe Mixon at 15 carries, 72 yards, average 4.8 of. He's like, I don't get why you went away from that. It's just, it's insane. Like I said, like I feel like the Bengals really shot themselves with, in the foot. I feel like they could have, they could have won the game. They had a, every opportunity, and I feel like using the refs, you know, at this point is just like a scapegoat for them. As far as like, hey, like, oh, they're making this call, but it's like, no, like if y'all would have. You know, all season you've been a second half team. Even in the postseason, you'd be getting your tail whooped just like against the Chiefs. And then, oh, you make a comeback, right? They second play. half, you come out, you you jump out on top, with the touchdown, you go up, you get the interception, you don't capitalize, and then from there it's like, oh, back and forth, and then the Rams finally at the end, you know, hit that little downshift, get a little boost, get that touchdown, and then. Joey B was unable to capitalize. They can say I've seen some stuff too as well that uh Aaron Donald was offsides in a fourth and one. Um and I ain't gonna lie, it looked like he lined up offsides, but like I say, it shouldn't have came to that anyway. If it was offsides, the refs might have should have called it. Also on the Cooper Cup um PI call or the holding call. Pretty much dang there, the whole O line, it was a false start. 
Hey, you you know, even before that, I think it was after that play or maybe before it, where Cooper caught the touchdown, but they had two offsetting penalties. Uh-huh. You know, if that guard does not hold, that's a touchdown. And, bitch, it's going to be a penalty <laughs> accessing off the kickoff. And then even if Cooper doesn't catch it because you fucking helmeted helmet him, yeah. say he doesn't catch it. They're going to the one anyway. Big facts. So I mean, you, I feel, yeah. You really got a break right there because the, the guard or somebody, I think, held. So you got a break there because that literally, it's a helmet to helmet. They're going to put him at the one. Yeah. So I just, I mean, no I feel way. Like it's a lot of. It's a lot of things that could have went either way, um, but like Seven I said, sacks. Exactly, and I mean, and you gave game, those up in the second half. He didn't nope. get seven out the gate. You gave those up at the end, and in all reality, at the end, you could have been running the ball. Yeah, I mean, the second refs. Half. I don't. I don't feel like the refs threw this game. Um, like I said, they only threw six penalties the whole game, which isn't many. So you ain't gonna get a game where they don't throw one flag. I don't think exactly there's been many games where one flag doesn't get thrown. I think this is. They let them play, but you, like you said, and I've seen it. Like once you get to the fourth quarter in a game, you you could expect the ref to start blowing the whistle if they've yeah. let you play. And I don't. To me, yeah. maybe I get it. It's probably gonna be a hard adjustment, but that's on the players and the coaches to adjust. He could like call a timeout or between a, a break, like, hey, yo, they're calling, so I need you guys to be on it. Like, mm-hmm. move like this, this. You had – I don't know who you had covering Cooper Cup. I don't know if it's Mike Hilton. I know on the touchdown it wasn't Mike Hilton. Maybe you should have had Mike Hilton covering with Jesse Bates shadowing him as a safety because at the, that last drive, uh, Simon Bates essentially said, hey, I'm, Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford are going to beat y'all. And you stop- Matthew Stafford had a great pass that no look was OD. Hey, bro, he literally said, if you can stop these two, essentially I'm cool with – I'm okay with losing the Super Bowl because that's all they had. Yeah, and I don't. I think that's bad recognition on that defensive co- coordinator and even the head coach. I'm not identifying like, yo, there's only two people in this game that can beat us. Like, yeah, ain't nobody else gonna beat us. Like, <laughs> they're they're backup, they're backup third string elevated to second string. Odell Beckham is out. Higby's out. The yeah. dude replacing Higby, tight end. Got they was on like the third tight end. They I were mean, on the third tight end. I feel like honestly, if I, if it were me. I'm doubling Cooper Cup and everybody else. I could live with a one-on-one. And Vance Jefferson be dropping the ball sometimes. Don't like he he hasn't yeah. bloomed like they need him to. He's not bad. Shout out to him. He had a baby though and got a ring that night. That's pretty dope. Yeah, dope. But, like I just it, it's no way they just the Bengals need to look at what happened and just own it and just like, hey. I mean, I, this was their opportunity though. Honestly, like and they even in the game they had an opportunity to win the game, but this was their chance. And that's the to thing to win the Super Bowl because now it ain't going to be easy getting back there. Like because that they, even, if, even if that call was bogus to you, you still had a fucking chance to score. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the thing. It wasn't like that was the last play of the game, and you got hold. You know what I'm saying? It that's wasn't true. like hey, there's five seconds left. They called it, and then Cooper gets the touchdown. No, they was going got- to Cooper regardless. So why you weren't doubling this man? I don't know. First of all, why do you even have a linebacker covering Cooper Cup down here near the red zone in this crucial clutch moment of the game? If you don't put Ramsey or should have put they should have Ramsey, but they should have ran they should have ran man and they were in a zone because they ran zone because you know the yards just that's what I'm saying. You got the linebacker covering Cooper Cup barbecue chicken, barbecue chicken. It should have been a touchdown that play. You could (laughs) have ran a zone where maybe one dude. The corner just follows Cooper, but I think Coop was in the slot when he ran the post, like the end post, like the end route. Yeah. So he, maybe I just put a corner on him, man. You know how sometimes it'll be a zone, but there's one dude that just mans up with somebody. Yeah. Maybe you do something like that, but I get, I get, I kind of get why they were in zone, but I don't get it because there was only one dude that could have beat you. That's what I'm saying. I would have doubled Cooper, <laughs> and I'm living with the one on ones everywhere else. So I mean, you should have been run the ball. I know you're not got- running. You got two interceptions. So in all reality, you probably could have ran man and been like, hey, make a play on the ball because y'all been making plays on the ball the whole night. That's what I'm saying. I'm living with those other one-on-ones. Cooper Cup, you can double. You're not beating us. There's no OBJ. You don't got no tight end. That's a playmaker. Then you got, like you say, Van Van Jefferson. Like him, but like you say, he does drop the ball. Um, And then they had – honestly, I'm trying to think of what other receiver – they had the tight end. That was it. But there's only – and even when they got to the goal line and did that throw, I'm going to be honest. 
looking at it and seeing the routes, there's only like three routes you can run getting at the goal line to me. Fade, slant. A fade, a slant, or an out. And I'm going to be honest, yeah. the fucking out and the slant are hard to throw because if you watch the Super Bowl, you saw what happened when Russell threw the, the slant in. He yeah. threw the pick because everything's congested. The out, you need at least more yards than they had to run the out because off the dude cutting when he comes back out. You're running like a mini comeback pretty much. It's like, oh, yeah, boom, and then try to turn out. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of hard. And now why the route they ran with the fade, essentially, it wasn't even like a deep fade. It was just like a fade immediately. Yeah, it was just like, listen. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> in all reality, you got to think most people, they run that fade to the back, to the cone. Mm-hmm. So Cooper, normally a receiver would have faked and then put his hands up again when the ball was coming. Like he would have faked to get the corner, in that case, Eli yeah. Apple, to bite and then get the ball at the where the cone's at and I just I don't I mean I mean hard, honestly like if he out there running a fade on me bro I'm looking for the back shoulder there's no way in hell I'm thinking Cooper's Cup gonna go over top of me hey I, I mean against Eli Apple I definitely like Cooper Cup going over the top I of ain't me. gonna lie I like Cooper Cup against him too but you know as a DB mindset in my mind but, even Eli Apple at that time like hey like this Cooper Cup like I know he not finna like like you said, you know, just the recognition of who was out there. We've seen players like on defense, right? I've seen even Ramsey, right? Mm-hmm. Where someone's getting cooked on the other side and he'll he'll sprint to the other. I've seen receivers sprint on the other side. So say the line's still getting adjusted or they're still moving out to the ball. Yeah. And you can see the receiver coming out to you. Yo, switch. We're not doing it. You get what I'm saying? Or yeah, they stay near the near a line of scrimmage. Exactly. And then hey, Stefan goes this way, Ramsey go with him. Yeah, I've, I've seen Gilly follow people. Like, he sees the dude come out. That's what he do. Exactly. He, he shot so, the best receiver all game. <laughs> if you could have did something where, if you knew that was happening, put Mike Hilton on him and had Jesse Bates cheat on that side, then, in all reality, like we are saying, did Jesse Bates or the linebacker cheat on the in route? They can jump it or light him up as soon as he catches it. And all Mike Hilton is covering, like we're saying, is the over the top. Like, hey, he's either going to beat you this way, but you have help inside. I mean, so, even if, like you said, they, they was running the zone, Maybe they should have dropped the safety quickly to cover since he was running like an out, like a five-yard out. Okay, linebacker, you stay on the inside. Maybe Jesse Bates come to the outside. So if you do try to run an out, you can jump it. And then both and of y'all, if they try to throw it to him, you can collapse on him, maybe break it crazy. up, whatever. We're telling you, Ross, that he didn't even run. He really just ran like a fucking fade and didn't make it to the, the cone and just <laughs> turned around. So in all reality... They beat you with the one route that in all the shit we're telling, the scenarios that they could have beat you in. The I mean, one my thing is you, you just let Cooper Cup beat you because, yeah, Matthew, like you say, Matthew Stafford and uh, Sean McVay was like, listen, Cooper, you getting the ball, bro. Matthew <laughs> Stafford, like, listen, I ain't even going to look at you, but you getting the ball. Oh, they <laughs> Matt, Matt threw two interceptions on the day. Like, you lost. And you got to think, I'm saying if Odell was not, didn't get injured, they're getting blown out. Yeah. I mean, everything was in their favor. They held him to, like you said, not even two yards of carry, and Matthew Stafford two, threw two touchdowns. Now, who in their right mind said they win that game? Two interceptions. You got free gimmies, and Joe, Joey B didn't throw no interceptions. And, and OBJ right. went out. If if, you, if I give you the scenario without knowing the outcome of the game, I say, listen, OBJ, you know, hurt, he hurt knee, hurt his knee towards ACL, out for the game, right? Stafford throws two interceptions. And they're not even averaging two yards of carry against. And I, who who would you automatically think is winning this game? I'm thinking the Bengals are up and not getting not losing. That's what I'm gonna. But think. that's what I'm saying. They had every opportunity, even from when they came out in the second half. I'm like, they are a great second half team. Boom, they, they jump out, get the touchdown, come back, get the interception. I'm like, okay, the Bengals are gonna do what they've been doing. They finna turn you, up in the second half. That's what I was sacked, thinking. You sacked Stafford twice. Just think about it. You got to him twice, two picks. How did you not? It's insane, man. And and now you got uh, McVay talking about we'll see about, you know, his coaching future. Also, Aaron Donald potentially thinking about hanging him up. But I don't know if I see hey, either one of them. Supposedly, uh, McVay about money. two years ago was like, I guess, considering a Monday night football job or something like that. Um, so I don't think he's going to step away from the game after winning this. Um, I think they'll try to run it back, especially if they can bring back, you know, all the core pieces. I mean, they're going to lose Andrew Whitworth, but 
I mean, he 40, it was time to move on anyway. Um, and I'm sure, you know, they can get somebody young or whatever in there as well. Um, I heard it's about, it's, it's money for them, for everybody. For Sean to get a bigger contract, Donald, his, all his guaranteed money's gone. So you already know, like, and the thing is, say he can he get another contract, though. That's oh, not a problem. For sure. But his guaranteed <laughs> money is out. So it's like, yeah. hey, oh, I need some guaranteed money. I think people are saying if he retired, would he be a great a goat? Uh right now, if he retired, yes. I say yes. <laughs> you could you can live in the what if, what would have happened. You get what I'm saying? I mean, you can live in what happened. I mean, back to oh, back yeah, exactly. Players. I mean back to back defensive players, all defensive teams, he got his ring. But you yeah. can live. I think he has 98 sacks right in his career right now. But who's to say he doesn't take the decline like J.J. Watt did or some of these other dudes did? Because then you can't compare him to a dude like Reggie White or Lawrence Taylor or all these other dudes because their fucking stats are insane. I looked but them up. They are, but then you got you got to look at it too. Like when you got you get literally Aaron Donald be getting triple team. So it's like you got that big of an impact on the game. I mean, I kind of expect your numbers not to be like. You know, a Reggie White. I mean, uh, Reggie Wayne. Right. Well, I don't know why I said Reggie Wayne. Reggie White. Um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't expect you to get as many sacks when you get in triple team. Like, oh, or. But the thing is, he's not, he not in the inside no more. They put him out on the end. Reggie White did the same thing. Reggie White was defensive tackle, went outside. But, I mean, it is a longevity thing. So when you're playing so long, you get what I'm saying? At some point, it does end into a longevity thing. But you got somebody like Julius Peppers. You're Julius yeah. Peppers played on the outside. He's 159 sacks. Like, That's there's insane. obviously dudes that are on the outside that are like, you know, okay, well, they were on the outside. He's not on the inside. But then you're, people are going to bring up, like, Robert Quinn has 101 right now. And I'm not saying Robert yeah. Quinn is J.J. Watt at all. Uh, or uh, Aaron Donald. J.J. Watt has 102. I just – if he retire, if he's really going to retire, then yeah. But if he's not going to retire, he is going to make the Hall of Fame, but he's going to have to turn it up a couple notches. Like, yeah, I mean, I feel like he'll make it even if he was to retire. Oh, yeah, um, I think he's going to make it. What if, if? I mean, continuing to play, I mean, he's just going to do nothing but, you know, rack up more stats. It might not be up there, like you said, with a Julius Peppers or nothing like that, just based off of, you know, how teams scheme for him. But, I mean, he'll definitely, you know, maybe 120, 130. I can see him getting around there. And he's then, only you know, that's solidified for sure. He's 30, so I'm going to I'm gonna bet on him and say he catches a couple more. But like you said, at 30, and he's only at 98, I don't know what some of these dudes were at when they were older, you know, at this yeah. time, like 30. But I'm willing to bet not no motherfucking Michael Strahan <laughs> or fucking Reggie White were at 98 at this point. Yeah. So that's – Man, it's just insane. But definitely big shout-out to the Rams, man. Um same thing, you know, Matthew Stafford finally. Uh, it, it's the it's the years of the quarterbacks. You got Tom Brady moving on in his first year getting the ring, Stafford moving in his first year getting the ring. Since then, definitely happy for Matt Stafford after, you know, being drugged through the Lions organization for such a long time. Um, I'm sick of that, though, because, you yeah. know, I know a couple people that were trying to get out that didn't get their chance to get out of there. And it's fucking annoying. It is, man. It's, I remember it's, watching it's I remember watching Barry Sanders highlights. And I used to watch Barry Sanders and Eric Dickerson highlights all the time. Barry couldn't get out of the lines. No <laughs> line. Calvin wanted out, couldn't get out. So Matthew Stafford just gets. I know he could have had a couple more great years. Boy, we you a couple. Matthew, I mean, Calvin probably still be on his last leg now playing. Yeah, I, I, and he's in the Hall of Fame already. So it's just, yeah, you look at something like that, I just, I don't. If you're gonna hold everybody, it's the I'm gonna, for me. <laughs> yeah, you can't be doing that, bro. You're, it's the mentality of it. I think it's just a bad look all the way around. There's no way I'm not letting them dudes out. Because what did Definitely. Barry Sanders or Calvin do? They were stand-up dudes. There's no way you're gonna tell me those dudes were bad dudes. And you're just like, I mean, it's just like a, a Von Miller, you know, towards the end of his career, like, hey, yeah, we're not doing anything. Let's send you to the best opportunity for you but, to win a ring. And what happened? They did that. You know, that's the funny thing. The organization did that. That's what he, I'm saying. If, yeah. if you ask him, he was like, oh, I thought I was just retiring in Denver. That's what I'm saying. Like, you you got organizations that were like, you know. We, we, Vaughn, we're wasting your time, bro. Yeah, we, we love you. We would love for you to retire, you know, a Bronco. But like you said, we're wasting your time. And we know the type of player you are, your character, all of this. You should be competing for championships. And he they got, sent him off and got another ring. 
he got one more year, I think, next year where he can boom big. Like, one more where he's probably going to wreak havoc. And I'm talking, like, throughout the year. Because if he stays <laughs> or even if he leaves, I think the conditioning he got in this year, just, mm-hmm. you know, the drive, you know, he did he did a big shout-out to, I think, his, it was Demarius Thomas because, you know, he passed away. And then yeah. I think it was his daughter and his uncle or something mm-hmm. about, like, you know, for, motivated him for the Super Bowl and everything. He's yeah. a great dude. You know, stand, he's super country, too, bro. So fun. Yeah, he is. <laughs> <laughs> so we got – now we got your your boy Kyler Murray responding saying, "This is nonsense. This nonsense is not what I'm about." So he's saying that anybody that has stepped in between the lines with him knows how hard he goes on the field. So I think he's missing the point, though. Nobody's saying that. Hey, Kyler has a talent issue. Same type of thing with um, uh, man. Why is my mind going blank right now? The quarterback with the Steelers, um, Dwayne. Dwayne Haskins, same thing. Nobody's saying it's a talent issue. It's it's a leadership. It's a character issue. Like, they're saying that supposedly he's not a first in, last type, you know, last out type of guy. So, and, you know, apparently he has some some leadership issues. So, you know, after deleting all the, you know, posts with the Cardinals and taking them out of his bio and stuff, the Cardinals in response deleted all the posts except for Kyler Murray. So obviously they still love him. They, they you know, want to build around him and continue going with them. But, I mean, the relationship definitely has to be fixed before the start of next season. Uh, they, they had a lot of expectations, especially with the way it started. The, the way the season started, they had a lot of expectations, and, you know, we all know how that crumbled. Uh, so definitely unfortunate for them. But what, what do you think about this whole Kyler situation and his response? Uh, I just even I don't I think people harp on the quarterback being a leader too much. I get it. I do get it. Why you would want them to be a leader? But I'm pretty sure there's been quarterbacks that haven't been leaders that were winning games like Brett Favre. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you got that. I could just name a few. Like I don't even think Joe Flacco was that big of a like a leader for us probably when we won the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying he was like, he wasn't a leader, but he probably mm-hmm. wasn't though. I know he wasn't the vocal point leader of that team. Cause it was fucking Ed Reed and Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis. Yeah. So I, I mean, if he's not in a big, it, it depends what they expect from If If you're not, you can't have expectations for someone. If you don't communicate those expectations, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. So if you never yeah. sat this man down and said, Hey, we want you to be like this, 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 this is what we expect from you. Mm-hmm. You're, di- you're, you're making yourself disappointed because you didn't communicate those expectations effectively. Now, if it t- turns his head and it's kind of ugly, bro, trade his ass. And I'm, yeah. I'm standing somewhere. I bet you, even with the Eagles having Jalen Hurts and essentially getting the same type of quarterback, just a better arm, short, mobile, they probably send you their first for him. The Colts, oh, damn, the Colts damn sure would. So if you have definitely. to trade him, I, I think you can make a shake because you can send him to Indy. Indy would send you Wentz in return. Granted, Wentz has a ridiculous contract. But if you get Wentz and say you get a legit running back with Nuke, and those, like, let's be honest, they got some weapons. To me, they're only they got missing, weapons. Like, yeah, they they're they're missing like got a weapons. legit running back. Like, it can't be run by committee. I know James Conner had a bunch of touchdowns. He did great. He had a great year. But they mm-hmm. need, like, an all-down back, like a, a Dalvin Cook, a Derrick Henry, a Jonathan Titt. Like, they need that type of back in that offense. But yeah, I mean, they definitely got the the weapons for, like you said, if a guy was to come in, like there's no reason for you not to be successful. But I definitely think they have to fix this relationship. We know he can take command of the offense when he goes out there. We know, you know, when he goes out there, he gives them the best chance of winning and he's, you know, elite. We know that. But um, just from like a character standpoint, it's, it's crazy. And I feel like, you know, there's still going to be a lot more stories that are going to come out in regards to, you know, his character behind closed doors and stuff like that. Um, if it's but me, if I'm the Cardinals, I'm not letting it come out. Unless I'm going to trade him and move off of him. Mm-hmm. I don't care if this man that showed up late to like four practices and we just kept it <laughs> under the radar. I'm not saying it because, you know, at some point people don't be saying that they keep it under the radar. You kept it under the rug for a reason. Yeah. It's going to be bad blood. I feel like that's going to, yeah. you know, it ain't doing, it ain't doing nothing but hurting the situation because you're trying, you're trying to mend the situation. And if you're throwing gas on the fire, that's not they helping. Got, they got some real answers that need to be answered. So if I could keep Kyler Murray, they need to get a corner. They need a running back. They probably should go all in on Gilly. I think Gilly's probably going to land with the Niners, but 
if you're a team that needs a corner, Gilly's going to be what 30, yeah. 31. I I'm mean, all in on Gilly or I JC definitely Jack. think if they get a they get a corner, like I said, they can get a running back. Um, maybe a little more O line help as well. Um, I feel like they don't have too many holes to fill because they, they got Armstead. a lot of skilled players on on offense, and you know, Bruder Baker and that defense is you know they're pretty solid. Um, you know, got just on the defense, yeah, they, they, they got a lot of speed. So I feel like for them, um, they're probably going to let Chandler Jones walk. Yeah, he's gone. Chandler's yeah, gone. Um, but I think. They, they don't have too many holes to fill, I don't think. But definitely keeping Kyler is going to be crucial for them this offseason. So, you know, getting back, you know, good with Kyler, I feel like it's going to be very important. And you also got Brady saying he's content and happy with his decision to retire. So question, is this a plot to get to the 49ers? Because listen, listen, retired. Well, he pretty much retired from the Patriots and retired from the Bucks. I think he's done with the Bucks. Like he sees, like, hey, like this year was the last year for us to be able to, to contend for a ring. Yeah, I'm retired. So y'all go ahead and cut me. Now I'm free to go over to 49ers. What you think? I can't. You can't let Cherry Lance sit on the bench no more. I don't like I I don't think I think Tom's great, but unless other people come to that offense, that's it's not gonna work with just Tom. Like they got uh Terrence Williams, best left tackle in football by far. You got George Kittle and yeah. you got Debo Samuels. But let's be honest, you need a number one receiver on the other side of Debo. Debo, I mean, I think it could potentially work just based off of their run first offense. So Tom would definitely benefit from the run, play action, and we know that Tom is gonna hit those throws that Jimmy doesn't hit. But they're but they're missing like key spots though. Like you know, he's not gonna get the the receiver core he had in Tampa. It's gonna be better than the Patriots. It's a different type but, of offense though. Like you got Debo running that Y back or you know whatever. Like just getting your playmakers the ball. That's the type of offense they have. Like hey, like we're gonna pick then, and choose when to throw the ball, and we know Tom can. You know he's deadly accurate. He can get the ball anywhere. So I mean, if they can, I wouldn't say it's a terrible idea. I don't think it's a terrible idea getting Tom if you're any team, but. I just think it depends on how you add because they're not they don't have any definite positions. That's their problem. Like yeah. they, they at receiver, they got Brandon Ayuk. I don't know why Muhammad Sanu is still in the league. I'm willing to bet you're gonna go run better routes than him. Yeah. And then they have like they got Kittle, but there's nobody behind Kittle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what, defense, Juwan Jennings. Yeah, the defense is great, but they don't got no type of corner help. They're like yeah. they're, they're oh, their defense is definitely they need some help on defense for sure. <laughs> yeah, like they need a corner, another linebacker. So I'm just saying, like, if those holes get filled and mm-hmm. say you get uh, I don't know, maybe you get a Mike Williams or you can get Allen Robinson in that offense on the other side of Debo. Then yeah, right, you can I, get a Mike Williams, that'd be tough. Yeah, then you could be like, okay, like adding Tom is a difference maker. And I want to say Raheem Moisture is a free agent this year after his injury. I don't not too sure. I don't think um, I'll have to look into that. I'm not sure. Okay, I want to make sure. I think he is a free agent. But but he's extremely fast, but another problem is that he's not always healthy. Yeah, so, he's not healthy. So I don't feel like it'll be – honestly, I feel like that's been their issue with pretty much all their backs. So we know they're a run-first team, but now you got somebody who's pretty much proven that, you know, he can stay healthy in Adebo Samuel, and they sprinkle in the running backs. So um, I feel like maybe they can, you know, draft a young running back like a, well, a James Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook's little brother from Georgia or something like that. He's an unrestricted um, free agent in 2022. I mean, so, maybe they could re-sign him. Not sure. Maybe they have the leverage here since he's been hurt. So he might not get that big contract like he think he might get. But, you know, they have other guys as well, like Elijah Mitchell. Um, trying to think of who else they have as well. But they have Juszczyk running the ball every now and then, catching the ball as well. Um, but then, obviously, Debo Samuel is the big playmaker in that offense. So. We know how that goes. So exactly. <laughs> we're going to take a moment here to to honor Super Bowl 56 MVP Cooper Cup. The man was the triple crown this season. This is all this season. Triple crown, offensive player of the year, and the Super Bowl MVP this season. So Jerry Rice is the only receiver, only other receiver, 
I guess you could say, in a NFL history to do all of those in an entire career. And Cooper Cup did it in one season. So do you think he can even improve off of that next season? And do you think he was snub for the MVP? Um, I do think he was snub for the MVP because remember, I was kept saying it gotta go to someone other than a quarterback. Like I'm yeah. sick of seeing a quarterback get it. Um <laughs> I mean, next year it's gonna run through him. Uh Robert Woods is great. Odell's great, but they're going to be coming back from rehabbing injuries, so he's still going to get the ball. They don't have a dominant running back. Cam Akers, he just came back from injury. Maybe next year he plays better and he can be a force, but I feel like he's like a, a third down back and just like like a you can utilize him in different ways. He's probably not an every down back like mm-hmm. how they want him to be. Tony Michelle's going to be gone. I just – He's special, bro. I don't think – I think people forget, like, he got some numbers, but the thing was he was always along with Robert Woods. And early on, they were a run-heavy offense with yeah. Todd Gurley. They so were. it wasn't like he was getting just the ball all the time. And I think there's a difference between him. Like, people bring up there's not that many white receivers. There aren't. And he's better than every – he's better than Wes Welker. He's better than Edelman. He's better than he's all nice. of them. Like, I yeah, he's nice. take him e- easily over those dudes. And I just – he definitely, you know, puts the perspective, you know – he ain't just your average white boy you see out there. Like, I feel like people <laughs> just – The man didn't have him. any offers coming out of high school. No, his but his his dad and his uh grandpa played in the league. Yeah. So he was like – he was probably going to make the league regardless, just off of – all right, we know, like, his folks did something. Like his maybe bloodline. Yeah, he's in his bloodline. Yes, <laughs> but I think it's dope. He's, he's a stand-up dude. He has kids. He had his kid with him, you know, saw his wife. Uh, yeah. I think it would be dope to see him. I might add him to the jersey list, the jerseys I want. Definitely a nice dude because I was big on Robert Woods and I knew I like I would see Cooper Cup out there and I watched him play, but I just mm-hmm. never thought too much of him and not in a bad way. Just I didn't know I didn't how, think he can be elevated to this level. The level but, he is. Yeah, yeah I didn't know he would jump to this level. I didn't think Robert Woods would jump to this level, but I didn't know yeah. he would jump to this level. Mm-hmm. So it's it's dope to see. I want to see if they get rolling and say Odell stays, and you gotta look at Robert Woods, Odell, and Cooper. Oh my god, and Tyler Higby at tight end. The big part will be getting a running game going because I mean, yeah, I'm not saying that it'd be you know easy to defend, but it's it's a little bit more you know like hey we expect you to pass like we know you from the past because you can't run the ball type. Exactly. In a sense, like a Kansas City type of thing. Obviously, it's it's different, but Kansas City, I feel like they can run the ball. They just don't run the ball. But you've seen that uh, that Matthew Stafford will throw. He threw them two interceptions. Granted, one wasn't his fault. But that other one, he tried to hit Vance Jefferson. Mm-hmm. He was in the corner. He threw it straight to DB. It's funny because he threw it in the corner, but there was another dude receiver on the other side of Vance, kind of in the middle of the field. Yeah. Who, if he would have off looked the corner to think he was throwing this way, he probably could have hit this receiver because the, the corner that was guarding him wasn't like guarding that good. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I mean, they're going to be excited. Big shout out to him getting the triple crown. I think that's it's fucking crazy. It's, it's crazy. Tri- and you yeah, see him at the crown. After the catch, bro, I think that's what is catching people off guard, I think. I think people are used to the route running stuff. I think yeah. you literally look at his ability after the catch. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's catching everybody, like, off guard. They're like, what the fuck? Like, they're like, whoa. Like, even on that jet sleep, you saw him going on the end, making mm-hmm. the defender miss. People probably weren't expecting that. They're probably like, oh, <laughs> he's going to run at me or something yeah. stupid. So I, I mean, he's pretty versatile, and I mean, definitely deserves everything. You know, all the accolades he received this year and achieved. Uh, I definitely think that he should have been the MVP as well because, I mean, this is literally the only time any receiver has ever, you know, done this. Like, it's unlike anything we've ever seen before. Like, we've seen Aaron Rodgers be the MVP and then wet the bed in the playoffs. Like. How does the MVP? Hey, score 10 I'm points? a, def- I'm, a defend points, I'm a defend him on that. I'm a defend him on that. You defend the ten points. The MVP is a, re- it's a regular season award. It's off your regular season accomplishments. Yeah, and Cooper Cup, had, I feel like he had the biggest impact, especially with what he put laid on the table. And then you got the MVP. I want to see playoffs, another. I want to see next year if another receiver can give him a run for his money. Like I want to see if some dude can like be like, all right, Coop, get that. I'm gonna do something, and I. would if I had to guess futuristically looking on who it could possibly be, I'm going to probably go all in on Justin Jefferson. Yeah, I think that's probably the only person I can see. JJ, either Jamar Chase, because he's going to get the fed the ball still, or 
I can say DeAndre Hopkins because he, yeah, he gonna get the ball in the cards. Yeah, if <laughs> if Kyler see that boy, he's like this. Yeah, bro, he's fine <laughs> like a little kid, little badass kid. He just talks the ball. So he's like, oh, he's open. Yeah, yeah so man, yeah. it's insane. Oh, so we gotta talk about this halftime show. We ain't about to just ignore that shit. That shit was the easily the best halftime show I've watched. I mean, yeah, you got Prince with Purple Rain in Miami. You got Michael Jackson. You got uh, um, you got Beyonce, the second one, not the first one. I think the second one was really good. Uh, somebody else I'm missing, but I'm giving it to you got the weekend. Nah, it. hell nah. His was his was all right, but I like <laughs> the weekend, so I wasn't. I'm not gonna shit on yeah. his. To do that in LA, uh, to see you had Snoop fucking crit walk on stage is crazy. Man, I ain't even know. Man, shout out Snoop because they told Snoop not to wear any, you know, blue bandana from his back pocket. He put on a whole blue bandana suit. Then they right. told uh, Eminem, "Don't take no knee." And you saw well, him hey, out there. The the Eminem the Eminem thing was not a thing. The NFL like released a statement and said we didn't tell him not he couldn't do that. The Snoop thing I'm willing to bet was probably a thing. Nah, they probably told that man, but they just like, nah, we ain't say that. <laughs> but say yeah. That. You had uh you had that. I think I should have put together that 50 Cent was gonna come out once I saw Eminem and Dre because people don't know like that was a group, like people don't can't yeah. connect the dots there. They're like they're not that into it and stuff. And I was like, what? And then if you watch like Power, you got the connection with Mary J. Blige. Yeah. He's had damn near all of them on his show, like different shows he does. <laughs> so I'm I sorry, thought it was dope. like even even Mary J. Blige, my grandfather was a big yeah. Mary J. Blige. 50 Cent said he brought bro. star. He bought uh, stars to the Super Bowl. <laughs> he really did, bro. He really did. I thought it it was dope. I liked it. I was in B Dub, just vibing, having a great time singing. I had a. It was awesome, bro. Probably the best Super Bowl. Yeah, it was dope. It definitely if was dope. Did, if you didn't like it, you just didn't understand it. So you need to just stop. Because I'm tired. Of, I think uh announcer said it best. Like since the league is so, it's majority African Americans. It's you kind of would expect to see that at the halftime show, like a, a culture performance or just yeah. with hip hop or not some cookie cutter down the middle where you're like, all right, well, we can't get them. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like even though, you know, it is per se hip hop, it's just not like, it's something that's only for black people. Like, this no, is, bro. you know, th- that music that they were, yeah, that music was also like a lot of people's childhood or teenage years, whether they were white, black, you bro, whatever they were, you know, a lot of people jam rocking to that if only black people listen to hip-hop bro there would be no eminem bro come on now they he played that lose yourself bro that's like white people's dreams and nightmares that shit happened yeah. <laughs> don't i, I, I was rapping i ain't gonna lie i, was rapping, bro, man, I looked yeah. at the bar bro this dude was losing <laughs> his mind like that shit was dope i don't care what nobody says like it's dope like imagine if you would have got to see a super bowl like wayne in his prop uh in his prime performing at the super bowl imagine how crazy that would have been bro like Boy, come on now that would in his prime. <laughs> oh, that'd be tough. Wayne, it's just Wayne. Like it, it's just the Wayne halftime. That's even it. Nobody, nobody come out. Yeah, think about nobody else. Just Wayne. Just Wayne. so I just I think the league should definitely. And it, they were all from L.A. Like, granted, you had uh, Snoop, Dre. They're from L.A. Kendrick, and people forget Kendrick was out there too. Yeah, uh, Fifty is from out out east. Mary J. Blige from out east, but everybody else and Eminem's from Detroit. Everybody else is from homegrown. So I think that's dope to do that. Maybe yeah, it was definitely dope. Guys that actually support these, you know, teams, you know, they're from this area. They support the team as well. This is where we're from, like giving them an opportunity to come out and be a part of that is definitely, you know, definitely special for sure. Um, I, I would have to say. Yeah, my favorite one easily. Having 50 Cent hanging <laughs> upside down. So my now we got back the, over. <laughs> <laughs> now we're we're coming to an end on on our season here. So we got the fourth and five. Here, so Keith's gonna tell us what he would like to see from the Ravens this offseason. Uh, people are saying get Honey Badger. I think Honey Badger is gonna cost too much money. Uh, do not get him. That's just me. Uh, trade up, good old boy from Cincinnati with a corner. Mm-hmm. Get another corner. Kyle Fuller is gonna be a free agent. Uh, Carlton Davis is gonna be a free agent. I know the Bucks aren't gonna tag him because his tag tender is high, and he is not that good to get tagged that high. Whew. So you got him, uh, Casey Hayward from the Raiders. He played great this season. Like, I want to see them get a corner. Uh, maybe You can add a safety, but I don't – you need a corner, lineman help. Another tight end wouldn't Y'all be too bad. For sure. Uh, running backs, maybe you could find someone as like a, 
a backup plan just in case. I think, Jake. Yeah, I think y'all would be all right at running back as long as y'all got J.K. and uh, Gus well, was healthy. Just, yeah, if they ain't healthy, like just to monitor a situation on possibilities, you can probably get uh, receiver wise. It ain't gonna help get no fucking receiver if the playbook don't change, so it don't matter. I wanted them. I remember last season I was saying get Marvin Jones. Look what Marvin Jones did for Jacksonville, and I bet you he wouldn't have cost us no crazy money. He don't. I think he's getting paid six million next year. We could have we could have easily afforded that. Kenny Galladay was a big disappointment. Maybe I can trade for him. Oh no, we'll take a hard pass. Jit getting paid (laughs) way too much, and then uh, if they can get, and they don't got that much money to stretch, so that's the other problem. Like bringing back Calais Campbell, we probably aren't going to get Justin Houston in the mix. Maybe we can get Von Miller or Chandler Jones. That's high wishful thinking. I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, maybe getting a veteran linebacker. You got Deion Jones out in Atlanta. Maybe you can send Atlanta a first round. You got Campbell too from from the Packers, who definitely outplayed his one. He year outplayed his bid, but I I think he's going to demand like a decent, not a, a insane contract, but he played he played great this year. So he's going to boy, yeah he he had a season. I think he was yeah. like one year like two million. Like so he he going to command something that's respectful oh, to what he just did. I think if you send Atlanta, maybe like. I send Atlanta first for Deion Jones. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think he's good. And he's I think nice. He's just, he's just in Atlanta. That's the problem. Yeah, I I would send them a first, right? Like we got two firsts. We got we got a uh, Kansas City's first. So we're not gonna take a we're not gonna take a fucking receiver. Let's get that out of our mind. Unless we can move up and take old boy from Cincy. Mm-hmm. If we can't move up, because we got to move up a couple slots because they're saying he's gonna be gone. If we can move up a couple slots to get him, I get mm-hmm. that or get get a center. Then in turn, I would try to trade the first from Cincy or mm-hmm. Cincy, uh, Kansas City to get. I'm pretty sure Atlanta would go for it. They can unload his contract, go to whatever they're trying to do in the future, and it's a first round pick. He's older, it's a first round pick. I'm sure they would might they probably would consider that they need multiples. Maybe send them not up if they want multiples, then I would probably give them like two seconds or maybe like two thirds and a a fifth or something. You know. Uh, yeah, something better on for sure. Yeah, if they want multiples other than just the first, then I'm gonna break it down a little lesser. Uh, running back thing, pay my man Lamar. I'm sick of this shit. It's time for that boy to get paid. He deserves <laughs> it. He's worth it. And fire Greg Roman, bro. Please, please fire, <laughs> bro. Like, I got to change the playbook on Madden when I play the game because I don't like our playbook. And come. On. Bro, there's no way y'all gonna be like, yeah, let's just rock with this. There's no fucking way, bro. So hey, he said it's been working. Ain't no problem. <laughs> oh, we just let we let go of Wink Martindale because we went from the top defense. We finished, I think, like 20th this year. Mm-hmm. Terrible. And he had injuries on the defensive side. Granted, you know, Martindale's scheme is ridiculous sometimes. I think he's good, but you know, we're giving people lead rushers essentially. Yeah. So. I'm tired of seeing that, but yeah, that's my little spiel. I mean, as far as these good old boys go, um, we need a quarterback. Man, we need a corner bad. We need multiple corners. Like, if we sign, okay, priority number one got to be. If y'all don't sign JC Jackson, boy, I'm gonna be. I have a feeling you guys aren't gonna sign him. Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. (laughs) I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) Belichick always. If he can do one thing, he can find a corner, bro. Like Malcolm Butler. I don't JC Jackson. JC Jackson is nice. Kenny Don't Moore. Me. You know, we we got Kenny. We had Kenny Moore before he went to the Colts. And Belichick you know, didn't want to let him go, but we couldn't keep him. You know, you only let Gilly go because Gilly's getting older and wanting to get paid. Gilly's well, he still wasn't good. he wasn't playing and he wanted to pay bump. And it's like, you're injured. Why would we pay you as a top guy? You're not even playing. I'm, I'm willing to bet whoever get Gilly next year, Gilly finishes a top five corner next year. Oh, more than likely, I'm sure he does. <laughs> um, he, hey, listen, he 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 posted, Um, I believe he tweeted a picture of him and Belichick at, at the Super Bowl. So a re- reunion might be, you know, it would be nice. But if, but... if you're going to do a reunion, there's no way I'm going to pay Gilly and not pay JC. Like, yeah, come on, bro. You can lock up the corner for long term. Like, it's yeah, hard I would lock up J.C. Jackson for a longer term because Gilly is getting a little older. Um, but re-signing him, um, we need to get a safety, maybe move Jalen Mills to safety because he's not a corner. He Listen, tired of seeing him getting burned up at corner. Um, he needs to move back to safety. And we need to get faster at linebacker. Um, I think if you guys put someone on the other side of Judon, that'd be nice. 
Like maybe another end. That'd yeah, I mean nice. we got um we got got the rookie from Uche, uh, and we got tackle. but if you could no, put like Christian a, Barmore is nice, and then we got um Dietrich Wise. If you could put like a dominant end on the other side of him, like say if some weird reason you guys get Chandler Jones, boy, that a reunion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and he's from <laughs> up there. He's from up north. Like his whole family's from up north, so it wouldn't be shocking if he did something like that. I don't think, but I would, I wouldn't be mad at all. I ain't gonna lie to you. Um, or even if we can get uh, a Trey Flowers back. You know, he, he left us and went to Detroit and ain't been so promising since he left. So big, big he, needed receiver. Oh, we oh come on now. You know that was uh top of the list oh, too. So boy. I mean, I'm looking at guys like Perkins from Georgia. I'm looking at Jamison Williams from Bama. I'm looking at um Traylon Burks from Arkansas. But then I'm also looking at like, you know, somebody who could potentially fit like a Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson. Um, if we go the route of bringing veterans in, um, I think get listen, two. if we can get somebody that like a Jameson Williams or a Matty or somebody that played with Mac Jones, we see how it worked with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I'm not saying it's going to be the same exact thing, but they already have that connection. And also, we need to figure out what the hell going on with our coaches staff because we losing everybody. Running back coach more than likely retiring. Obviously, we lost officer coordinator. We brought in Joe Judge to be a, a offensive something. I, I don't even know what his role is. Um, so y'all should go get. We need an offensive coordinator. Y'all should go get Mike Williams and Juju. I feel like y'all could double dip a receiver. I mean, I, I I definitely think a Mike Williams would be nice. A big reception possession big, big receiver dude. that Mac Jones dude. can just. Uh, Toss it up to him or, yeah. or Allen Robinson, I feel like, would be great fits for that. I think he's going to make – I think Mike's a better fit. They both make contested t- catches. Allen definitely runs better routes easily. But I think if you compare Al, if you compare Mike with someone like Juju on the other side, you got Kendrick Bourne, you got the tight ends. And Juju's not going to command too much money. He just got injured. So, you know, I don't think the Steelers yeah. are going to retain him. I think, honestly, he's either going to go to Kansas City, to y'all, or maybe even Tampa. So I think those. Yeah, are I think he's definitely stuff. gonna try to go somewhere to where he can contend for sure. But I definitely, like you said, we definitely need a um a receiver. Honestly, like I, I wouldn't be mad if I wouldn't be mad if we traded like a John U. Smith to get a playmaker. I'm not sure who we would go after potentially, but yeah, but you have to include John U. Smith for some picks. I mean, I'm okay with that though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm okay with including him in some picks. Yeah, this um, receiver lineup, it's not that deep, to be honest. Because we, we had we had a couple, you know, tight ends that we dropped the ball on, like Dalton King, Devin Asiasi. We got a couple – we got tight – our tight end room is deep. So, like, Jonathan Smith brings a different dynamic, but at the same time, like, maybe with the new offense, whoever's going to come in, they might be able to use him better than McDaniels did, but McDaniels was killing me with his play calling last year. You can you could gamble on somebody like Will Fuller. I know it's a big gamble, but I would gamble on Will Fuller and go uh, Will Fuller and maybe Mike Williams. I don't think that'd be bad. Will Fuller's fast, boy. When yeah, he on, when he on the field, yeah, he's, he's fast, ridiculous. Right? Yeah, so he's you, fast. you could do something. <laughs> you could do something like that, and you got someone like take a top off the defense with him, with Mike Williams and those tight ends. Like I feel like. I don't know if y'all could trade to get a big dude, like a big receiver. Uh, or no, actually, Calvin Ridley's still out there. So Calvin Ridley, too, yeah. But that is going to command at least one first. I'm okay with that. If we send them our first round this year, which is like 21, I'm okay with getting Calvin Ridley in exchange. Like, okay, and cool. They should, be, they should be real okay getting our first for Deion Jones. Then. They stacking picks at that point. They might as well, honestly. Go so younger. If you could do something like that, I think Calvin's a big play that y'all can get in there. You don't want to be there I, anyway. Yeah, I think Atlanta's going to look out for him, though, and see where he wants to go. I feel like they're, like, you know, there's not too yeah. much bad blood. I feel like they're going to be, hey, where do you want to go? I mean, for us, you know, like, I feel like um, Calvin really would, would be a good option, especially if we can't get, like, a Allen Robinson to or Chris Godwin, somebody to come sign with us. So, or, like, yeah. a Will Fuller or somebody, so. Definitely, I feel like that's still on the table. And we've dealt, you know, picks to them before for, like, Muhammad Sanu, terrible trade, second-round pick. I don't know what Belichick – I don't know what's up with him and receivers, bro. 
But like we done had so many receivers come in, like Malcolm Mitchell, Aaron Dobson. We didn't have like the list goes on and on. The market and, value for Chris Godwin looking like five years for 90 mil. Oof. That's tough. That's yeah, that's a that's a big bank. That's tough. That is a big bank. But I mean, man, this 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 has been a great season this year. Um First season, you know, bringing you guys, couple forward the guys. Uh, we definitely want to give a big shout out to everyone who's been along with us for this ride during our first season. We definitely learned a lot. Appreciate all the love, support, and all the you know interaction that we've gotten for sure. Um, anything else you want to say before we sign off, Keith? Uh, yeah, big shout out to Terrence, bro. He's adding to the family. He's about to have a baby in a couple of weeks, boy. This is, he's adding to the family, getting a new dad mobile going on. Uh, I got school going on, so we're gonna have a, a busy off season. We'll be back to you guys probably like mid mid. I say probably like July or something. We'll figure out the dates exactly. But thank you guys for locking in, tuning in, shouting us out, supporting us, following us on YouTube. Uh, we'll still be releasing clips throughout the uh, time frame when we're not there. So stay tuned for that. We'll drop the clips of like older episodes just pertaining to certain issues that are relevant. Maybe we'll even get on to do like quick segments about freeze and takes to happen you know maybe we'll get on for like 10 minutes just to discuss if something big happens if we get any big news that goes on we'll do that but yeah big shout out to all y'all that support us uh yeah really definitely good. definitely so man this is come forward with the guys we out of here appreciate y'all we'll see y'all next season and next season man it's been a ride go ravens <laughs> go pass <laughs>